Welcome to week 81, all the balls. This is our March Madness special. Could you not tell? I can't see half my face. But, but we made it, Jake. We finally made it to March. Well, we've been in March, but March Madness is here. March Madness is happening right now. It's almost like April Madness. The first four is currently on right now between the Battle of Texas. Texas <laughs> yeah, the Southern, real Battle of Texas. Texas Southern and Texas Corpus Christi. So that's kicking off the tournament. about the A&M part. They're not in it. Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Oh, yeah, that too. And then later tonight, we got actually a pretty good game. Indiana against... That is a really good game. Wyoming. Graham, Ike, Hunter, Maldonado, and Wyoming. So that should be a pretty fun game tonight. Graham Ike, by the way, his, um, his uncle, Daniel Graham, was a tight end for the Patriots. Fun fact. To get the show started. But, yeah, so that game, Indiana-Wyoming, is tipping off after the other game. There's a lot of baseball stuff that's been going on. There's a lot of NFL stuff that's been going on. We don't care about it. Real quickly, I guess, Jake, did you get to, I guess we'll start, did you watch the KG retirement ceremony at all? No. It was pretty cool. I watched the game, though, and the Celtics really blew that one. It was pretty, 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 pretty cool. I mean, you, you think KG should get his number retired. I mean, a lot I of thought Rondo should have. No, I mean, he's still playing. So? They're not going to retire his number if he's still in the middle of his playing career. Well, they've given number nine to like six guys since he left, so I don't think they're retiring it at all. They're not retiring it either way, but KG's a guy that if you didn't watch the ceremony, if I were you, if you had some time, maybe 45 minutes an hour, watch. It was pretty cool. You have all day. Ray Allen was there. Paul Pierce was there, obviously. Perk. Eddie House, James Posey. Glenn Big Baby Davis couldn't stop dying when he was freaking in the crowd. It was unbelievable. A lot of they were all on the court. What? The whole Celtics current team was there as well on the court, obviously. It's like they played before. Then they Matthew Doran, greetings from Key West. Lucky, happy birthday. Lucky guy. Yeah, happy birthday, Matt. Lucky guy. Like I forgot, but now I remember. Greetings from the Key West. He says, but yeah, real quickly, it was a cool ceremony. If you didn't get to watch it, you had current Celtics, old Celtics. The whole entire crowd, it didn't start until about 45 minutes until after the game ended. Nobody left. I mean, there wasn't an empty seat in the friggin' well, stands. Well, they shouldn't leave. They paid like $400 for their ticket. I mean, half of them are probably just going to the game just because it was... I totally disagree with you. I guarantee you people just bought the tickets because KG was just getting his number lifted. Yeah, but don't you think you'd stay? The ticket was like three times the regular price. Yeah, but there, there's a lot of those fans there that are like, oh, KG's retiring. I bet there were some people that showed up end of the first quarter. There were some late staggers going to the game. You know when season, you always Maybe season see, ticket holders. Yeah, I mean, it's a big ticket. And there's also those tickets like, like the Matthew Doran crowd out there that sold their ticket and probably got good money for their tickets. Yeah, but so, someone who bought it probably stayed for the ceremony. Yeah, I mean... Either way, everyone's standing for the ceremony. But it was a good ceremony. Like I said, Jake, you should watch the ceremony. I mean, no question to me that KG should be up there. Part of the reason why they got Banner. He only played in five years for the Celtics. Five? Yeah, but still. Or six. Six years, five All-Stars. You got it. Without KG, they weren't winning that. Obviously. And he was a big reason why Minnesota still hasn't retired his number yet. Something, something a little sketchy seems like it's happening over there. But it was a cool ceremony. Yeah, but nobody's worn 21. Yeah, but I think there's something going on with him in Minnesota because there's been no mention of it, nothing, and obviously he spent more time in Minnesota. And he was the MVP. Yeah. But what else happened? There was a Q&A with Brian Scalabrini and KG at midcourt. Garnett probably said about 10 to 15 F-bombs during the whole ceremony. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> he was swearing, and they showed an awesome tribute to him. I mean, with his time, charity, the playoffs, the bumping his chest, bumping his head against the, the back of the whatever. But it was cool. It was really a cool thing to watch. So, Jake, I advise you to watch it. Congratulations to the newest guy, KG. And I was talking about this with my dad, but the next guy is probably going to be Tatum. I mean, who else Who else would there be? No one that's... Smart. Yeah. Yeah, it will probably happen, but... If he... 
just the way I'm looking at it, you're saying who's going to be next. Smart is older than Tatum, and if he plays his whole career or, or like, 90% of it here, they'll probably retire. If they win a title, I think they will. Sure. And then, and then you, you know, it's not smart. I'm not saying smart's better. I'm not saying he deserves it more. It just will probably happen first. Yeah, yeah, I could see that coming. But, but let's get to it. We'll talk about some NFL stuff maybe if we have time, if not next week. But we got a lot to talk about. We well, got Smart in like his eighth year with the Celtics or something. Yeah, as long as tenured. By far. We got four different colors for those of you that can't see them. It's green, red, blue, black. And we got what are we one, using those for? We got one big board behind us. We got to put the teams in. What are we doing? Like home and away? How should we do it? Who, what, school, <laughs> what schools rep red? Yeah. I don't think there's many. Yeah. I no, we should probably just do it in red so that people can see it better. Yeah, that's true. Because black, green, maybe black. Probably not. Probably not the other two. Let's do it in red. All right, guys. This is our March Madness special. So we're going to start with the first four games because those are the games that are currently going on right now. Jake, did you make picks for these games or are you just... The first four? Real quickly, real quickly, actually. Did you see any of the championship games? Like the Big Ten title game, the Big East, the ACC, the Big 12, the SEC, the Pac-12? No. None of them? I don't think so. I saw Chattanooga hit that shot. Oh, yeah. Well, Chattanooga, that was a good shot. But real quickly, the big conference is the, the SEC... Tennessee took care of Kentucky pretty easily. Tennessee's on a roll right now. I was now. busy. Tennessee's on a freaking roll right now. They made Kentucky look silly in that game. The Pac-12 title game, Arizona, USC. I mean, UCLA was a pretty good game, but Arizona took care of and went on like a late 10-2 run. Arizona was the favorites in that one. Then moving on to the Big Ten, I mean, Wisconsin. I mean, not Wisconsin. Purdue played Iowa, and Iowa, Iowa took care of Iowa Purdue. Iowa was good. It was a pretty good game, though. Purdue looked pretty good, but Jaden Ivey was kind of... Turning the ball over way too much late in that one. The Big 12 championship, Kansas took care of Texas Tech. Won me some money in that one, so congratulations to Kansas. I wasn't that surprised at Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech, not my team. And then, Except I have them winning it all. Then the big surprise, the ACC championship, Virginia Tech took care of Virginia. Who would have thought that Virginia Tech would have won the ACC? Yeah, right? I mean, I mean they, they got hard at the right time. They weren't making the tournament without it, so. Yeah, they got hard at the right time. They took care of Duke. And then the Big East, I mean, it was Villanova-Creighton, but that Creighton team gave Villanova a game, 54-48. to 48. I'm, I'm blown away by Creighton right now. Ever what, since we what's went to going game, on? Ever since we went to that game, they... Yeah, where they got murdered. I mean, the crowd was obviously a crazy crowd for Providence, but after that... The crowd doesn't play the team. After that, they didn't lose until the Big East Championship. They only, they only gave up 54 points to Villanova. Wild. I mean, it's a good defense. They lost their starting point guard for the season, and now they got a tough matchup that we'll be talking about with San Diego State coming up in the first round. So another that's going to be a great defensive battle as well. But let's get to the what teams missed the tournament that the big teams. I mean, obviously, obviously, I think the the best team that missed is probably Wake Forest. Yeah, shout out to Boston they, College. They, yeah, they gave it away. BC ruined their dreams. If they beat BC, they're probably in, and they couldn't take care probably, of probably. And that, but a team that I felt. You know, could have got in that didn't. Is I like Vanderbilt. I think they're an incredible defensive team. Yeah, um, they screwed their season early. They started off rough. They did. And they got hot late, but it was a little too late. They did. Um, and they, they didn't do that bad in their conference tournament either. Yes, yeah, so they were good. And then I'm trying to think of the other teams that missed. Obviously, Xavier. Oklahoma. Oklahoma was Xavier, good. Colorado. Xavier screwed their season. They really did. They lost like eight of their last ten games. That team has too much talent to not be in this tournament. And that's now four straight years that Travis Steele has been there. Four straight years Xavier hasn't made the tournament. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that Musketeers team because they get a lot of talent. 
And they were up six against Butler with 50 seconds left and lost the game. Yep. So Xavier should have made it. Cost him everything. Should have been seven Big East teams. Yeah, and Oklahoma's a good team. They're not bad. I like. I don't think they should be in the tournament, but like they're definitely a top like five team that's not. And then you'll be the NIT is pretty stacked this year. Florida's another good team that you'll see in the NIT. But at the end of the show, I'll let you know who I got won in the NIT championship. But the main surprise to me are Xavier and Wake Forest. It's the big, the Big East, the ACC. Yep. And then Texas A and M also made a run. I mean, they were in the SEC championship. Buzz Williams had that team going off, and then Tennessee just say, you know what. We're sick of seeing you go off, and they, they took care of him. But obviously, A&M would have been in it if they won that game. I thought they might have been in it if they didn't win the game. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it's the way it goes sometimes. There's only so many spots. There's one more I was going to say. What was it? Oh, the, uh, the A-10, Richmond was a bid stealer. They took care of Davidson. Yep. Davidson's in it either way, but they took care of Davidson, and they probably screwed whoever the, the last team out was, or the first Definitely. team out. So Richmond's now in the tournament, but they don't have an easy draw with Iowa, so... The thing about Richmond, I will say, is they do have four super seniors, so who knows? But we'll get into those games. All right, let's get into the um, the unveiling of the bracket, the first four games. Jake, you want to just go back and forth with this? We might need to do a little standing on the couch, standing in the air, standing everywhere. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, we can go back and forth. Should we go by this? So the first game that's going on right now, Texas A&M and Texas Southern. I mean, Corpus Christi. I forgot to say the Corpus Texas Christi. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi versus Texas Southern. So yeah, Texas Southern's the team on the top. How they do? Did they put the team on the the team on the bottom has the better record. So the team on the top is Texas Southern. I don't. Yeah, oh, I guess. Nope, we're using a different color. Why? Because it's like pink. It you can't even see it. Pink. For those of you that need some advice, this is our f- first time. Maybe you'll get some advice. Maybe you won't get some advice. But we're not giving away our win- winners just yet. Is that right, good? Definitely use black. So we get Texas Southern. Right, on top. Yeah. Okay. They put the team on the bottom for the first four with the, the team that has the most wins. But the funny thing is Texas Southern's favorite tonight. So Texas Southern's 18-12. and 12. Corpus Christi is 23-11. and 11. And the current score of that game is Southern's up four now with five minutes left in the first. Okay. So I'm te- over here. Hello. So Texas Southern's turned that game around. I don't know if you can quite see that. Probably not. because It's up there, though. Don't worry about it. We're going to talk about it. You don't need to see it. So yeah, we're not going to talk about this too much. I, I am going to talk about it. They're both going to get blown away. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is that whoever wins... Um, what am I looking at? The first four on the top. No, but they... Um, whoever wins that game go? plays Kansas. So they're losing. Whoever, whoever wins this game is going to lose to Kansas. That's the, the, the whole thing that you need to know. But Yeah, we're giving since, that away. Yeah, sorry. Um, but since we're picking games... I got Texas Southern in this one. It, this wasn't a real hard pick for me. I mean, w- the the way I did this was I looked over um, their schedules this season. Um, though Corpus Christi is the better record, Texas Southern played a, a little bit of a higher class of of competition, um, and they actually got a couple good wins in there. Whereas uh, Corpus Christi had like one serious game in my mind and they lost by like 15 yeah they both suck i went with jake though i went with texas southern winning this game i was on my phone i didn't know who to no, i actually knew who to pick but afterwards joe joe lenardi said he would be surprised if texas a&m corpus christi kept this within single digits and right now it's only a two-point game but yeah the winner obviously plays kansas like jake said none of them have a shot but obviously this would be a huge one you want to get into the field of 64 oh yeah i mean these guys are going to be cutting the first four nets down yeah so they'll be saying we made it to the we're not one of the worst four teams. Yeah. All right, up real. next, 
Up next, we got a. This game's tipping off. It's probably a half an hour after this game, but we got Wyoming and Indiana. Jake, two pretty good teams in my opinion here. They both I have a case to be in the field of sixty-four, but they're not. Completely agree, and I think Wyoming is actually a pretty underrated team, um, but I'm taking Indiana tonight. Um, I I think that, like I said, both teams are good. Indiana seems to be hot at the right time, um, and they, they play a stellar line of defense, which you know isn't going to get you super far because whoever wins this game has to play um, St. Mary's, which is a great team out west. But I think it's enough to, to get you out of the first four, so I think Indiana takes it. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to, shout out to St. Mary's. They'll be watching this game tonight. But Wyoming, Indiana. Actually, you know what? Shout out to the Mountain West because the Mountain West – Got four teams in the tournament, and the Pac-12 only got three teams in the tournament. The Mountain West was good this year with Boise State, Wyoming, Colorado State, and San Diego State. You'll be watching one of them tonight. Wyoming has two very good players in Hunter Maldonado and Graham Ike. Graham Ike is projected by some to be a NBA second-round pick, so those are their two best players. I've watched Wyoming late night. They're always on late. They're a good team, but I think they're running into a better team in Indiana. Again, they're a little inconsistent. Their guard plays a little inconsistent. But I think Trace Jackson Davis is going to be the difference tonight. He's a tough matchup for Wyoming. It's going to be good. It's going to be back and forth with Graham Ike and Trace Jackson Davis. But I don't think I don't think Wyoming has enough to win this game. But I'm actually really excited to watch because the first four really produces a lot of times, and especially this one. I think it's going to produce tonight. But we'll sure. talk about the best four game last, which is probably tomorrow, which is tomorrow. But yeah, let's get to the next two. So the first one, should we just go back and forth? Are you writing? Sure. Jake has the honor of writing Peter Kiss's team. Yes. Bryant versus Wright State. Who's, who's on top here? Um, Wright State's on top. Okay. And then when you get to the other, the actual 64 will be way easier. So yeah, next we got Wright State and Bryant. I don't know too much about Wright State, but I do know that they surprised me by beating last year's champion in that conference, Cleveland State. And, you know, we've talked about Bryant a lot in the show. They get Peter Kiss, they get Charles Pride, they got the Coach Haas. I don't think you need to go is. any further than that. That's the reason they're going to win the game. Yeah, I think Bryant's too talented on offense for Wright State. I'm not even, it's not even Peter Kiss for me, who I've seen play in person now. I've seen play on television. I know how he plays. He honestly, not that he cherry picks, but he gets a lot of his offense on fast break and, and you know, cutting to the hoop, which is fine. Um, I think Charles Pride is a huge difference maker in this game. He's a guard, like, that I don't really see anywhere else in college basketball. He, the, the game, um, the championship game against Wagner, he had like 20 points and like 20 rebounds. Yeah, he's like, like, half rebounds and he's like six, four, like this guy is all over the place, keeping the ball alive for Bryant. And I think it's huge. I think it creates more possessions for them. And, and it's a reason they are definitely going to get out of this field. But unfortunately the winner has to go play, uh, Arizona, Arizona. I got to watch that one. Arizona against Bryant. Arizona it's be, size. It's unfortunate that it's going to be a slaughter, but That'd be fun. that's the way it goes. I mean, they can't all be, uh, who was it, UMBC? Yeah. All right, this is definitely the best first four game, in my opinion, of the first round. Definitely. You got two very good teams, very good traditions, and we got Rutgers going up against a team my dad saw in person this year in the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Very good game. I could see this game going either way. But what it came down to me, for me, was Rutgers tends to not play that good away from home. 
when they do get their big wins, it seems like they're always beating these teams at home. That's a, it's a good place to play. They beat Purdue this year. They beat Michigan, Michigan State. Can I ask you a question? It, it's, t- it's really tough. What, they're both away from home? <laughs> well, that's true, but Rutgers is bringing back a lot of the talent they had last year, and they went on a pretty good run. Yeah, they did, and in Notre Dame, I don't know. The guards on both these teams are good. Notre Dame got probably a lottery pick in Wesley. I just think the size up front, oh man, I'm, I'm taking Notre Dame. I think this is a game that comes down to the last possession. I like Atkinson up front. Rutgers get Cliff Amore on the other side at center. But I'll tell you one thing right now. If Rutgers does win, I think they're the better matchup to, oh, yeah. to beat Alabama. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think Rutgers can is the only probably the only team in all of the first four that can do some damage um, like legitimately in the tournament. But unfortunately, I'm with Justin, and I think Notre Dame's going to win the game. Um, it's, it's odd because Rutgers, Rutgers can slow the game down. They can play some, some hard-nosed D. They can yeah, make another. They can guys. make another team uncomfortable. But Notre, I think Notre Dame just has a little too much to to overcome it. I think they have very good guard play, which is something Rutgers doesn't have. Um, so I, I I think that Notre Dame can probably sneak away with the win. Yeah, it should be interesting. The first four is always it's always good. I mean, the sixteen games don't excite people too much. But now we we've seen Brian, so it'll be fun to see them tomorrow night. Sure. And then this the game that's going on now. I don't know too much about either one of those teams. But yeah, that's the first four. Well, the tournament's happening soon. So let's get to the first region. On the left top of your, your brackets, I believe, is what? The West? Yes. With It's Gonzaga's region. The number one overall seed in the tournament. John, what does John Rothstein call this region? Hold on. I'll get it for you in a minute. John Rothstein, for those of you, is probably the best guy to follow on Twitter if you want to talk about college basketball. But he names every region. So... John Rothstein calls the West region the region of prospects. Okay. So this is the region of prospects, starting with the 1 versus 16 game. All right. Should we do this? Go ahead. A little too short for this. You got it. Watch out, Jake. We have Gonzaga. They're horrible. They're probably the worst team in the tournament. Playing R.J. Hunter's old school. For those who are legit Celtics fans. Georgia State. Georgia State's been here before, guys. Just to warn you. They Georgia did, State's they were, been here before. They upset Baylor as a 14 seed. Yeah, they're not upset at Gonzaga. I mean, this is one of those games. You well, don't they don't get, have R.J. Hunter. So. You don't need to get too much in depth about it. I believe someone named Allen leads Georgia State in scoring from what I read about them. But that's all I really know. Is that his first name or his last name? His last name. Okay. Allen Officer. No. Yeah, that's his last name, but... <laughs> this should be a cakewalk. This should be a cakewalk. I don't know what the spread is, but I'm guessing around 35-ish, somewhere around there. I don't think Gonzaga's going to have any issues winning this game, and neither should any of you. Okay. Plain and simple. All right, Jake, are you ready for the 8-9? Yeah, well, let me, let me ask you. You asked me to come up with my five favorite games of the first round. This one of them? This is one of them. Should I, should I really talk about it? Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm surprised. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the Gonzaga one. No, the next game. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're on the same page now. Good thing you got to write it then. The next game is the number eight versus the number nine. Boise State playing Memphis. I'll tell you right now, 
This is my number one favorite game of the first round. It's probably six for me. Fantastic. Um, I'm going to go write it up there. Justin can talk about it a little, then I'll come back. Yeah, I mean, this is a, the A9 games always produce. You got a team, like we already talked about, the Mountain West got four teams in. You got Boise State, the winners of the Mountain West, very good guards. And then you got a Memphis team that about two months back, all the reporters were giving Hardaway trouble because the team was in shambles. The team looked horrible for the first half of the season. And now all of a sudden, the second half of the season, Memphis has been terrific. They've won 10 of their last 12 games. They don't play in the best conference in the world, but they have a, a lottery pick. At, their starting center is a lottery pick in Durant. They lost Imani Bates, supposed to be another lottery pick, was going through personal issues, hasn't played in about a month or two. But this team has a lot of talent. I'm not going to give away who I have winning. Memphis has more talent. Boise State likes to keep it at a slow pace. I mean... It's a very good game, and I can see Jake Y. I can see Jake Y. It's one of your favorites because this could go either way. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to give away my winner either. But both these teams excite me for different reasons. It's un, It's honestly unfortunate that whoever wins has to play Gonzaga. Um, you know, most likely. Um, but, but I mean, it's still going to be a great first round game. Like Justin said, what what interests me is you know what I'll give away one. For each region. I'll tell you that right now. One winner? Yeah. That isn't the one seed? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's going to kill people because if you want to follow me, follow me. I Good mean, luck. I'm not going to do that. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to do that. I'm not giving away a damn thing to these people. And it's not going to be that game either. Um, yeah, I'm not giving that away. This is Boise State Memphis, by the way. So Boise State Memphis. Hardaway against someone. Leon what Hardaway. I'm very interested in with this game is like Justin said, Boise State slows down the tempo. They play a good brand of defense. They're a strong team on that end of the court. But Memphis has the size. And I am a fan of teams with size. Memphis does not have a starting player that is shorter than 6'7". Yeah, they're tall. That's pretty wild. Um, but... I don't know, man. They're both really hot. They're both really hot. I, Memphis was one win away from winning their conference. Boise State won their conference. Like Justin said, 12-14 for Memphis. They're hot at the right time. Both teams are. It's a, it's a battle. It's going to be a real battle. This is why I'm excited for this game. I think you should be watching it. I don't know when it is. All right, next up, we got we got a team that's not too far from here. The Huskies at UConn are back in the tournament. Their best season in a long time. Playing New Mexico State. This is a popular upset pick for a lot of people, and I'm not saying if it's an upset pick for me or not, but um, New Mexico State's a team that oh. plays in the, in the WAC. For those of you that don't know, their best player is Teddy Allen. He, um, <laughs> Teddy Allen's a very good offensive player. He played at West Virginia. He played at Nebraska. He, he's a good player, and I can see why a lot of people have New Mexico State winning this game. But UConn's a team. Their identity is on the defensive end. They get some good guards. It's not one of my favorite games in the tournament, but I'm excited to see what UConn does. Because down the stretch, they were playing a little loosey-goosey, in my opinion. A little, these games were a little too close for comfort in some of these four or five final games. But UConn's a team. Obviously, they're the favorite. They should win the game. But don't take New Mexico State lightly, especially with Teddy Allen leading the way. A guy that's played in the Big 12. He's played in the SEC. And he's leading New Mexico State. This is a New Mexico State team that's been in the tournament before. And they're hoping to advance. But UConn's a tough team. We'll see what happens. Definitely. You have any... Thoughts on this? You like anyone for UConn? Watch out for Mr. Sonogo. Yeah, Sonogo is an NBA player. Cole is a is a as good of a point guard as you can get, pretty much. Um I I think it's a it's a better game than people think, but uh, you know. What do people think? It's t- I don't know what people are thinking, so it's tough. Alright, let's get to the game. The teams that will play that 
team. We got yeah. the winner. The winner of Justin's game is going to play the winner of this game. This is a fun four thirteen game. I mean, you got the Arkansas Razorbacks playing like one of the hottest teams in the country right now. Except they did lose that final game, and then you got. The Vermont Catamount, who it seems like they beat every team they play by at least 30 points. I mean, Vermont's a team led by Ryan Davis and Ben Shengu that have been unbelievable this season. Shengu's in his fifth year as a senior there. Ryan Davis is in his fifth year there. It's going to be very interesting. Vermont's another team with a great culture, another team that's not too far from here. Arkansas's hot. It's going to be very, very interesting because Vermont, like Justin said, they're they're blowing out everybody they play for, for the majority of the year, but... Who have they really played? Um, I, I, Hartford. I yeah, Hartford, UMass Lowell. Um, I don't think that UNH. Um, Is this the one Jake's giving away? I don't think. No, I'm not giving away a damn thing. I told you. I'm giving away my next one. I don't one. think Vermont has seen a team like Arkansas the entire year. Um, and I wonder if they can take it to a level where they can beat a team like that. Um I think to be completely fair, there are other four seeds Vermont would rather play than Arkansas. Um, Arkansas is going to play a fast brand of basketball, and and somebody in a in a smaller conference might not be able to keep up. But if any team is going to do it, Vermont has as good a chance as anybody else. So, it, it, if you wanted to pick this upset, wouldn't think it was the worst thing in the world. Maybe I picked it. Who knows? <laughs> um, it's it's going to be a good game, a better game than people think. A lot of these games are going to be better than people think. J.D. Note is tough to stop for Arkansas. He definitely is. And that last game, he only had five points, and that's part of the reason why they lost. So we'll see what happens. In the next game, we can't write one of the teams because we don't know who we don't know who Alabama's playing, but we can definitely write Alabama. Alabama's locked in as the sixth seed. They will play the winner of Rutgers and Notre Dame. Yeah, so we can't put that until later, but... We've been saying it all year long. This is the Jekyll and Hyde of college basketball right here. The Crimson Tide. They beat the teams that they're not supposed to they sometimes. They beat Gonzaga. They lose to the teams that you think, how the hell do they lose to these teams? Either way, whether it's Rutgers or Notre Dame, it's going to be a tough game for a 6-11. Alabama doesn't want to see these teams. They're both playing pretty good basketball right now. But again, Alabama, when they get hot, they're a team that can lose in the first round. They're a team that could probably make the Final Four if they all really goes accordingly. Are. They really are. But you wonder how consistent they can be. I... I don't know how far they'll get, but this is a team that, to me, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give away where I have them exiting, but I'll tell you that they're not my champion. Um, it, it's just not a team that can play consistent enough for for five games in a row, in my opinion, to make it all the way. They they can beat anybody on any given night, but I don't think they can do it consistently. So, I don't know how far they're... I mean, I do know how far they're going to go. You don't know how far I have them going. But I just don't see it going all the way. They rely a lot on their guards. And the thing I'll give away in this region, I already kind of gave it away. But if Notre Dame wins, Alabama's winning. If Rutgers wins, I'm taking Rutgers over Alabama. That's all you're going to get. For this I game. think that's fair. I think Rutgers is the right team to, to beat Alabama. They, they could absolutely slow them down, you know, screw up their rhythm. You heard it um, first. But at the same time, Alabama could easily overtake that and and just put enough on the board to you know Rutgers isn't going to drop seventy five on you. So if There's Alabama no if Alabama can do that, which they're very capable of doing, then that's it. Jake gets the honor of writing down Texas Tech against the Montana State Grizzlies, I believe. 
Is it the Grizzlies? I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if it's the Grizzlies, but it's, it's Montana State. So we get Texas Tech against Montana State. Montana State's a team that obviously we don't know too much about. They're from Montana. Their last name's State. But, but yeah, Texas Tech's a team that obviously relies on their defense. It seems like every year we're like, oh, they're not that good. They're not that good. And then they end up being a high seed every year. And you get these markers, the dollar store. Yeah, it's not already good. They draw like it. Mark Adams is coaching this. Have you ever seen Mark Adams, the coach of Texas Tech? No. <sighs> he looks like every single, what, a librarian someone said the other night? A mailman? I don't know what he looks like, but he doesn't look that well. But he's coaching this team up pretty well in his first season there. They lost Chris Beard to Texas, and Mark Adams, the associate head coach, coaching for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. This team can play their ass off on defense. and They can, they can. They get on Montana State team that's been pretty good. How good? Not good enough. Maybe good enough. What do you think about this game? I don't have a it's lot a of words for it. Um, I think I think you you sold it pretty well. Um, I don't know a lot about Montana State. I haven't watched a lot of Texas Tech basketball this year either. They're not my favorite team in the world. I'll tell you that probably because I didn't watch them a lot. Montana but, State lost to Colorado by four, and they okay. lost to South Dakota State by seventeen. Well, South Dakota State has won twenty one games in a row, so I, whatever. Yeah, South Dakota what else State. You got? Um, Washington transfer Raekwon Battles, a score who finished the season strong for Montana State. That's super exciting. I'm glad everyone listened. They average eight points per game more than Texas Tech does. Yeah, but what are they? They're letting up more. Yeah, so they're letting up a lot more. And I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Montana State hasn't played a team like this anyway. Um, yeah, I mean it's gonna be a real challenge. I mean, anytime a three plays a fourteen, it is. So uh, that's, this, how, that's the way it goes. This next game is a fun one. We got Sparty. Michigan State. Seems like I never know what to do with this team. Against Davidson. Jake, this is a fun matchup. You know why? It really is. Foster Lawyer. Yeah. The Foster Lawyer Bowl. Foster Lawyer, probably the best player on Davidson, transferred from Michigan State. Yeah. And uh, it's a revenge game for him. It's going to be interesting because there's like a Jekyll and Hyde of Michigan State teams. Sometimes they show up and they, they look amazing. Sometimes they. Lose to Penn State. Um, so, if you can lose to Penn State, you can lose to Davidson. I don't know. I, I think that's a true statement. Um, it's a good game. Yeah, it's going to be a very good game. I think the spread on it is like two points, maybe one. Um, I think it's legit. I think it's a legit great game to watch. Um, I didn't put it in my top five games to watch, but it's probably sixth. It's it's going to be a very good game. Um, I, I wonder... I think the big player for Michigan State is probably Malik Hall, and I haven't seen him really take it to that level in a good five to ten games. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, it's a good game. I mean, Michigan State's been back and forth the whole year. Davidson's winning a lot more than Michigan State this season because they, they're not in the best conference either. But Davidson's been playing good. They just got run over by Richmond in that championship game. But I, Richmond's a good team. This is a game that could go either way. Davidson has what it takes physicality-wise, to beat Michigan State in this one. But I'm not saying they will. Michigan State's guards are a little inconsistent. Who this, knows? This is tough. I went back and forth with this one. I couldn't, st- I couldn't sleep over it. And rounding out the West region, we got Coach K in his farewell tour against yep. CSU Fullerton. Will a two lose to a 15 this year? Yeah, Duke-Michigan. I mean, Duke-CSU-Fullerton. Only thing really I know about CSU Fullerton is they played in the last conference championship game. Would they beat Hawaii? 
Um, they beat Hawaii early. Yeah, that's their conference, though. Yeah. And then CSU Fullerton's led by a guy named EJ Anozike. Who they, I, they think they beat, like, Riverside or something. Again. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. EJ Anozike transferred from um, Sacred Heart to begin his career. Then he went to Tennessee, and now he's here leading the team in scoring. So I think he found his spot, but now he realizes he has to face Duke, which might not be too easy for him. Probably not. you have any thoughts on this one? Uh, Duke going to get bounced in his first round? Definitely. No, I, I, I'm... I won't definitively tell you which way I have this game this game going, but I don't know anyone on Fullerton. Well, that's that's a statement in itself. I don't know anyone on Fullerton, but I don't think they have anyone that could stop Paolo or, or Mark Williams anyway. So I, I don't I, I can't see a, a path where Duke loses this game outside of injury. Uh, so that is the West region. And now we're gonna take it down to we're gonna call it Baylor's region. I wanna see what it's called though. Baylor's region is what region is that? The East? The East region. Should we do each region a different color since people can't see anyways? If you want. It might look kind of cool. The East region is called the region of branding. Brandon? Branding. Branding. With an I-N-G. Okay. So starting off with Baylor and Norfolk State. You know, what, you know what's crazy about Norfolk State, right? No. About seven or eight years back, they upset Missouri. You know who led that Norfolk State team? How long ago? Probably, probably like 10 years ago. It was a 2 against a 15. Norfolk State won. And they were led by a guy that's in the NBA. Actually, I don't even know if he's in the NBA right now. But the best player on the team was Kyle O'Quinn. <laughs> and he led him to an upset of the 2 season. Kyle O'Quinn. Yeah. Did that, that like get him in the league? It probably could have. But yeah, Kyle O'Quinn led Norfolk State. They beat Missouri. I don't even know who was on Hit Missouri at the time. Pippen. But yeah. Can whoever Norfolk State's best player lead them to an upset of Baylor? Probably not, but Baylor's coming in with a lot of injuries. They are. And if I'm Baylor, I'd be smart, and why not rest? Maybe if LJ Cry is questionable, why not rest him in this game? Yeah, I don't think they need him. It's not um, like you're going to need him. Baylor's got to be careful because they've been, they've been dealing with injuries really the whole season. So let's get this black one out of here because we already used it. But yeah, it's a 1 versus 16. It's only happened once, and it's probably not going to happen again. But on to the next one. This game coming up is my second favorite game of the first round. Wow. The UN- hey, we did it in blue. The UNC Tar Heels. Two teams we both saw this year, Jake. Yeah, that was my second time seeing them. So we got UNC and we got Marquette. Very, very, very good matchup right here. A Big East team, an ACC team. Both teams that are two pretty much pretty marquee schools. up and down teams. Yeah, so it's, it's this weird. game could really go either way. Marquette started the season off. It's kind of the opposite. Marquette started the season really hot. They were cruising at one point until that Providence game. Then they kind of ended the season cold. And then kind of the opposite with Carolina. Carolina was going to make the tournament for a while. I mean, obviously that win against Duke in the ACC championship sailed it. But you get two good brands. You get two two good coaches. And, I mean, it's my second favorite game of the tournament because it's a Big East team and an ACC team. You usually don't see this happening a lot in the first round against each other. No, but it's it's refreshing. And hopefully whoever wins can give Baylor a game. We'll see. But Jake's repping UNC tonight, and is it one of your top five favorite games? Nope. Wow. All right, Jake, well, let's get to— But watch out for Brady Manick. Yeah, Brady Manick's good. That'll be a good matchup. Brady Manick, Justin Lewis, Morsell. Let's get to the next one, Jake. You only got to write down one team, so that's okay. much writing. Thank you. I, I struggle with writing. We talked about this game. Well, kind of Wyoming-Indiana, what's happening tonight. They're playing the winner. I mean, the winner of that will play St. Mary's. 
Three teams made it from the West Coast Conference this year. St. Mary's being one of them. I think St. Mary's is very deserving of it. They they knocked off Gonzaga in a, in a big game. They gave Gonzaga another good game in the conference tournament. Um, I think that they're, they're a legitimately strong team. They're very good defensively. Um, and I, I think that they're capable of beating most. Yeah, both these teams, that are gonna, I mean, we don't know who they're going to play until later tonight, but I don't think either matchup is going to be easy for them. Will St. Mary's win? I'll let you know after the show. But, yeah, this is St. Mary's team I've been doubting for a lot of the season. But when they go up against Gonzaga, they battle them. And they play – talk about playing at a slow pace. This might be one of the slowest paces I've seen in the country. Yep. Randy Bennett always has a team playing at a slow pace. We mentioned him last week. Watch out for Tommy Cousy, the point guard. He looks like 40. <laughs> yeah, he's balding. But, yeah, so we're going up to the 4 versus 13. Well, we're going down to the 4 versus 13. We're getting low on this board, Jake. Yes, we are. Like flow, like flow rider. We're keeping it blue for the UCLA Bruins. Kind of weird to see them as a four seed after what happened last year. I think so too, but they didn't have the best year, so. So yeah, they're playing Akron. I mean, do you know much about Akron? Not really. They okay. I gotta stop you right there. You like Akron? It's Akron. Yeah, Akron. Not Akron. It's not. It's not like a rare earth element. Whoa, whoa. So you got him winning. You got Akron winning. Yeah, I have Akron winning. LeBron's rooting for them. LeBron he's is from, not rooting for them. He's probably, LeBron's from Akron, Ohio. He's probably rooting for Ohio State. Nah. He probably wants his hometown team. He's probably rooting for the team he went to college to win. He can go to college. What do you think about Akron? Uh, I don't. You don't know anything about him? I mean, no. I watched him. I think they, beat, they weren't supposed to win their league. They, they beat some good teams like Kent State. But this is a team that has a tough challenge because UCLA... They made a Final Four run last year. They got good players. What happened? A little, little buzzer beater from Vanderbilt. Yeah. But, I mean, this is going to be tight. This is going to be tight either way. And I don't know if they can give them a game, but the Bruins are playing hot. They got Hawkins and Juzang and Tiger Campbell. You know them from last year, Jake. And you got any thoughts about the Bruins? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think experience says a lot. I think this team knows what it takes to, to get deep in the tournament. And... They're plenty capable of doing it again. I mean, they. I mean, who's to say, right? They were a, they were a first four team, that made it to the final four. Why can't they do the same thing as a four seed? I mean, they should have a better opportunity, right? Yeah, they got most of their team back too, so we'll see. All right, let's get to the next one, Jake. The six versus eleven. Okay. Willie's taught. Willie's writing it down. This is my fourth favorite game in the first round. Where is this? Bottom same. Texas Virginia Tech. Yeah, my fourth favorite game in the first round. couple of reasons why. Could be the lowest scoring game in the to- of the tournament in the first round. Both these teams play an unbelievable style of defense. Whenever you have Chris Beard on one side, you're going to get a good defensive team. And on the other side, Virginia Tech, they're coming off a win over Duke, for crying out loud. They are a little surprise uh, conference champ, but a team plenty capable of knocking off real talent, as we've seen in the conference tournament. So... Who knows how this one's going to go? I mean, it's, a, it's an experienced coach versus a, versus a hot team. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, it's great defense. It's the lowest over-under in the first round of the tournament. You get two great teams, and a lot of people could say it's a letdown spot for Virginia Tech, but again, they're coming off one against Duke, and Texas has been extremely inconsistent so far this season. So who knows? Tech's also been inconsistent as well, Jake, so you never know with that one. That's absolutely right. This next game features two teams that I've seen this season. One of them I just saw the other day. 
Jake, you've seen this team as well. Yes, I have. You want to talk about it a little bit? Sure. We have uh, an early season favorite of, I think, both Justin and myself, Purdue, the three seed, taking on the Ivy League champions, Yale. The Ivy League is, is a good league. It's a solid league. But it's nothing like playing a team like Purdue. It ain't um, like the Big Ten. I mean, simple fact. Not going to tell you who's winning the game. Simple fact. There's nobody on the Yale roster that can even stand in front of Travion Williams or Zach Eady. They might no, not be able to stand on a ladder. Yeah, no way. No way. No, those, I saw those, Yale stand on a ladder. Those brainiacs got nothing against, against those guys. Um, they don't have anyone like Ivy either. So... It's it's really a battle of stars versus wit. I'll tell you one thing. You know what's funny about this game, which I actually said as soon as this election came out? Purdue's playing Yale. Ivy is playing Yale. You're, Jane and Ivy's playing... My, you're the least favorite. Isn't that crazy? Person. You get it? I hate you. But yeah, um, they obviously don't have a player like Ivy. I will say one thing. Yale has the best point guard in this game. Yeah, because and that's what, what's his Swain. name? Hunter isn't really a point guard. I mean, Ivy plays point guard more than he does. Azar Swain for Yale from Brockton, Massachusetts, went to the River School. Very good player. The River School. Yeah, it's, it's not in Brockton. The River School. They they could score a lot of points in this game. Purdue's defense is not that strong, and it hasn't been strong the whole season. No, but their their offense is going to be unstoppable against Yale. Is this next game one of your top five favorites? Um. Yes, it is. It is my number four favorite game of the first round. That is Murray State and San Francisco. I think it's a very interesting game. Um, San Francisco has a pretty solid defensive scheme. Um, they they tend to shut down pretty good teams. I mean, they, they had to play Gonzaga a couple times. They had to play St. Mary's. I think they beat St. Mary's once. Um, yeah, they're the third team from the WCC. Right, the so it's, it's legit. Um, but Murray State's got some real solid scores. KJ Williams is a is a great player, um, and Murray State. I mean, who knows, right? They, they 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 have the talent. I think they have they have another guy who averages like fifteen a game. I forget who. Tevin Brown. Um, yeah. So I mean, they it, it's really a battle of of offense versus defense. What you like to see. Um, this one could really go either way. I struggled with it for a while. Yeah, I did. Um, I still am. But. I don't know. I mean, these guys have been to the tournament, too, for Murray State. They played with John Morant. Um, yeah, they were freshmen when Morant So there's was a little the experience there. Yeah, this is my third favorite game of the first round. Like Jake said, two mid-major schools, but these, these guys are better than mid-major schools. Murray State, they don't lose. Again, they play in the Ohio Valley, which isn't the best. And San Francisco, I will admit, I think San Francisco is the better guard. They did play. They did play Gonzaga pretty well a couple of times. In my opinion... The key guy in this game, if San Francisco wants to win, watch out for Julian Rishwain, the Boston College transfer. He's going to have to be good if San Francisco wants to win this game. But don't take Murray State for granted. I mean, like Jake said, they got guys that play with Ja. Now they're a seven seed in the East region. I mean, two very good teams. I still am struggling with who I got picking this one, but I I think I'm leaning one way more than the other. Very informative. Thank you. We'll give it to Jake for the last two teams in the East region. Sure. The number two seed, Kentucky Wildcats. You Kentucky and St. Peter's, I forget what the, the stat was, but it was kind of crazy. The coach of St. Peter's played at Seton Hall back in the day, and I believe him and Calipari have some close ties or something like that. 
which I, I forget exactly what it is, but I saw it this morning. So I think his last name's Holloway or something. St. Peter's coach Holloway and Calipari know each other really well. Sure. From back when Calipari was at UMass or something. I don't know anyone on St. Peter's. But yeah, St. Peter's is a team that actually beat Monmouth, who I thought would win. And now, obviously, they get a tough task Monmouth against... sucks. They get uh, Wes Miller and George Papas and Shavar Reynolds. Papas. Yeah, they, couldn't, they couldn't beat St. Peter's, unfortunately. And now, St. Peter's gets a tough match with Kentucky. The thing I will say about the Wildcats is... Somebody had to play him. Oscar Shibway needs to stay out of foul trouble because he's been struggling with that lately a little bit. And, and for the Wildcats, it all comes down to guard play. Do you not think that they could be in foul trouble and still win this game? Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about this game, but in the future, Shibway better put his hands behind his back. That ain't good, D. But yeah, Kentucky, they shouldn't have a problem with this one. I will say out of the 15 seeds, I'll say St. Peter's could be the best 15 seed. Jake's looking. He's like, who do we got? I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah, Jake likes Jameer Nelson in Delaware. I think Delaware is definitely better than St. Peter's. I don't know. Could be close. All right, so that's the East region. We're halfway through, and did we already say my five best games? No, we got a couple good ones. All right. I've only said two of my five. Jake likes the right side of the bracket, I guess. All right, we'll get to the South region. The South region is called... What's the name of the South region? The South region is the region of star power. We'll talk about what we think one to four the best are. But oh, wait. Give me another color. Give me the green one. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We're in trouble. We got Arizona. Nobody will know. I wrote over it. You're not going to know who's the 16 seed, but real quickly, Arizona. Uh, I'll put the B. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. We think Bryant's winning. But, yeah, we got Arizona and... The thing about Arizona is you either I feel like you either love them or you're not taking them seriously, which a lot of people aren't. I mean, them and Gonzaga, the two fastest paced teams in the freaking country. Arizona could drop a hundred and any given night. If Arizona and Gonzaga do play, I'm not saying they will, but that's a big a matchup of great bigs. Arizona got two awesome bigs, one of the best players in the country right now, Benedict Mathurin. And if Kirk Kreese is healthy, their starting point guy. I don't know if you saw his leg, but it's disgusting the way it looks right now. No, I didn't see it. You want to see it? No, I don't want to see it. It's really gross, but. If he's healthy, this Arizona team can go to the championship game, and there'll be a lot of people's picks to go there. But whoever they play, I don't think they're going to lose. That's, yeah. not, that's not what I'm giving away, though. Uh, I'm with you. I, I don't have any one seeds losing in the first round of the tournament. Um, I just I, – Arizona is, is a matchup nightmare for, for most teams, let alone a 16 like Bryant or Wright State. Um, so that's, that's where we land there. Seton Hall, TCU. Seton Hall is one of the one of the thirteen teams I saw saw in the field of sixty eight play this year. I don't know what I didn't count Jake's, but my dad saw fourteen. I saw thirteen of these teams. I believe Jake's was probably over seven, but think about it. But yeah, Seton Hall against TCU. Jake's gonna look now. What I think about this game is this is another tough one. It's not one of my top five favorite games of the tournament, but I, again, these eight nine games can go either way, and they usually do do go either way. TCU's been playing really good basketball. It seems like they play up, kind of like Alabama, they play up to these good teams, and then the bad teams, they kind of don't play that well. I think this game's going to come down to whether Seton Hall, the point guards for Seton Hall, can be good enough without Bryce Aiken because they lost Bryce Aiken for the season. And they still get some good depth. Jake, this is a good one. I don't know who you got winning, but Seton Hall up front can be really tough with Iki Abagu and Tyree Samuel. And then TCU gets some great players up front as well with... Chuck O'Bannon and whoever else they got. But it should be a good game. I think it comes down to what guards are better in this one, though. Should be fun. Um, 
nine teams. You've seen nine of them. Yes. Yeah, well, you saw if, four. Well, does Bryant count? Yeah, of course. Nine teams. Yeah, you saw four at Mohegan. I mean, Fox, I mean Mohegan. Yep. And then you saw Providence, Creighton, UConn. Oh, I forgot about Creighton. I saw 10. Providence, Creighton, UConn, Marquette. Yep. Bryant. Yep. And who's 10? Um, <laughs> maybe I did count Creighton. UNC. Uh, UNC, ah? Wait, 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 wait. Wait. UConn. Marquette. Hold on, I'm going down the bracket. UConn. Um, Always think about the UNC. Marquette. Purdue. Bryant. Illinois. You shot Illinois? No, I didn't. My mistake. <laughs> I thought, I, well, I don't know, I don't know why I thought they were at the thing. Um, so, what was I at? Were you counting? Yeah, you, you Tennessee. Sh- you said nine. Villanova. Creighton. Providence. You know how I did it a lot quicker. You know what I said? You saw four at the freaking casino. Yep. Then you saw the Providence game against Creighton. Then you saw so the Marquette six, game against UConn. That's Yukon, eight, and then I saw Brian. All right. Seton Hall TCU. I talked about a Jake, but obviously it's a good game. I don't know if it's one of your top and five. And I saw Wagner. Yeah. Is this one of your top five, Seton Hall TCU, or are we getting Nope, it's not. Houston versus UAB. Or do you have anything to say about Seton Hall? I think Seton Hall is pretty hot right now. I mean, it... it I respect a lot of teams out of, out of that conference because they seem to have a hard game every time they play. So anyone that can make the tournament, I think, is a little underrated because their their record doesn't reflect how good of a team they are. Um, but the Horned Frogs have a very strong defense, so frog. it could be it could be an interesting game. All right, let's get to the next one. What do we got? Houston UAB. Houston UAB. Houston UAB. Houston's a very interesting team to me because if they were healthy, I might pick them to win the entire thing. I think they're that good. And even without um, Sasser, I think that they are a very good team that that could surprise a lot of people. Um, But I wonder how deep they can go because they only go about seven deep. Um, and I, I think that could come back to bite you if, if something happens in this tournament. Yeah, they get good size. This is a UAB team I wouldn't take lightly, though. They get a, they get a player in Jordan Jelly Walker, that they like to call him. That's one of the highest-scoring players in the country. He's a transfer from Tulane. He's been leading them this season. One lane? And UAB is a team that plays very fast. Lethal offense. They weren't supposed to win their conference, but they beat North Texas, a team that won but 15 in Houston a row. Houston can lock up anyone. And Houston got some big guys up front. I wouldn't be surprised if this game went either way. And I'm not telling you who I'm winning, but I think this is going to be a very close game, especially like Jake said, without Houston's guards that they started the season with. They still got a couple good ones in Edwards and Shed, but it will be a tough game. It will be a very tough game. It's a good 5-12 game. thing I forgot to mention about St. Peter's, everyone's, everyone's crazy because we got Peacocks in the tournament this year. The St. Peter's Peacocks. What's next? Why does that make you crazy? Oh, it's fun to see. It's Illinois and Chattanooga. Illinois and Chattanooga. A battle of the orange. Chattanooga wears, like, yellow. I consider it orange. What, are you colorblind? I think it's orange. They definitely wear, like, a gold. C-H-A-T-T. Did I spell it right? A-N-O-O-G-A. Yeah, this is a 4-13 game that Chattanooga is one of the better 13 seeds in this tournament. They obviously you saw how their their regular season at conference tournament ended. miraculous shot. I mean a great shot. They get very good guard play. Their bigs aren't that big, 
and Kofi Coburn could be a problem. Oh, absolutely. Um, Coburn, I mean, Illinois is a scary team to me in general. I think Coburn's a problem. I think the shooting is a, is a serious problem for anyone to stop. I wonder, you know, who in their right mind thinks they can stop Plummer and Frazier? Um, and then uh, Curbelo off the bench is just a, another weapon that other teams can't really match up with. So it's going to be a very hard game for Chattanooga. All right. We're going to the next one, Jake. We got Juwan Howard back. Yep. He's this- going. But we got David Roddy on the other side. Colorado State's the sixth seed. This is my number two game to watch in the first round. It wasn't on my list, but it's a good game. Really? Colorado State's good with David Roddy. If you don't know about him, you'll know about him. But it's good guards on both sides. Hunter Dickinson, in my opinion, probably the difference maker. Is the difference maker. This is what I'm giving away in this region. I'm thinking. I'm taking. It's a hard game to give away. I'm taking Michigan over Colorado State in this game. David Roddy's tough. He could be a mismatch problem. I just think Michigan, the way they play, they're going to be too fast, fast-paced offense. I don't think Colorado State's going to be able to keep up with them. Wouldn't be surprised if Michigan wins this by 10-plus. I don't know about – I wouldn't go that far. It's, I think it's going to be a very good game. Um, but anytime an 11 has upset potential, it's a, it's a game to watch. So I, I really like it. I think it's going to be a good one to watch. It's like the first game of the tournament too. So if you're, if you're home on a Thursday at noon – Throw it on. Have you watched David Roddy for Colorado State? Because I don't think so. If you haven't watched him, turn your TV on and watch him. That's all I got to say. Okay. All right, we're keeping if this. If I turn my TV on right now, what channel do I go to to watch him? Right now? Yeah. You can't watch him. Okay. Next up, there's been a lot of debate that this next team should have been a two seed. Yeah. A lot of debate. Well, well let me ask you. Let me ask you right now. Villanova, Auburn, Kentucky, Duke. Which team are they better than? I mean, technically, I think they should have gotten over Villanova. Probably. Their That's buddy. the only one, though. Their Auburn Auburn was like the one seed the whole year. Um, I mean, Duke's on another level. They lost some bad games, though. They finished strong, Tennessee. Kentucky, I think, is, is the most underrated of them all. And, yeah, I th- Villanova, sure. They, they probably shouldn't have, but, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you actually. I think Duke is the is the one team that shouldn't have been a two seed if we're gonna talk about one. They they didn't win their conference. Yeah, I mean I I, I think Duke and Villanova both I think Tennessee could have been better a better two seed than both of them. You could argue that Tennessee could have been the sixth best team in this bracket the way they finished the season. Sure. With the four with the four ones. But again, it's the first round. They're playing the Longwood Lancers, who actually have a pretty good offense, led by Isaiah Wilkins, I believe, who used to play for Virginia Tech, but Again, this is this is a tough game. You're playing against one of the better defensive teams in the country and one of the better rebounding teams in the country. And I mean, for crying out loud, Tennessee's one of the hotter teams in the country right now. They are. They absolutely are. And, and and like you say, you love good guard play. They have two incredible guards in uh He's 26, Chandler and, and Ziegler. Uh, 26 years old. Yeah, Isaiah Wilkins, um, the leader along with 26. I, I like the, the Illinois not Illinois. I like the Tennessee roster a lot. All right, so Jake has the honor of doing the 7-10 game now. This, yep. is, this is on my top five list. This is my number five game of the Sam, first Sam. round. So my this number is, five game of the first round, Ohio State we're gonna call and this, Loyola Chicago. We're calling this the fifth best game of the first round. Yeah, this is a really good one. I mean, Loyola Chicago's back again. They, came up, they upset Illinois last year. 
They bring back basically the same nucleus that was there for that upset last year. Unfortunately, Sister Jean's not going to be a part of the run this year. But And then on the other side, you get Ohio State, a team that... EJ Liddell. Going in, you thought they had Seth Towns. You thought they had Justice Suing. A lot of people thought Dwayne Washington was going to stay. He left for the NBA. And it's kind of a crazy, cool game because if you remember last year, Ohio State lost in the yeah, first this round. Is, this and Loyola uh, Chicago upset in the first round. This is a very interesting game because... Kind of how better be watching. Loyola Chicago has made very solid runs the last, like, three years. Made a Final Four run a couple years back. Exactly. But I think Ohio State's got something to prove here. It's going to be a real battle. Like, they... Uh, you you really think Ohio State's looking to go out in the first Jake's round? Picking. You really think Ohio State's looking to go out two years in a row in the first round? No, I don't. Absolutely not. It's not something they do. But Loyola Chicago is not just going to roll over and say, yeah, it's your turn. It's going to be a serious battle. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. The winner is not going to have more than 60 points. Yeah, it's kind of weird because usually you say the team with the better guards wins. I mean, they do, but Chicago's guards are good. Ohio State's guards have been really inconsistent this season. I think season. the best player in the game is Liddell. Yeah, easily. It's easily so. EJ Liddell. EJ Liddell is going to be a mismatch problem for Loyola Chicago. But again, this is a team that Drew Valentine, the brother of Denzel Valentine, he's going to have Loyola Chicago ready. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. It should be a pretty close one. Let's finish off the South region with the Villanova Wildcats against the Blue Hens of Delaware. The best 15 seed in the tournament. Delaware. What do you think about Villanova, Jake? I think it's a it's a senior, you know, a junior and senior led team. I think they have experience. I think Villanova always comes into the tournament expecting to go as far as any team. Um, I don't I don't think they can be matched with their shooting by most. Um, Gillespie is legit. Um, Gillespie. Gillespie. What, however you want to say. I don't care. You say Akron, so... I know, that's why I said Gillespie. Um, and uh, what's his name? Lewis? Lewis, um... Martin Lewis King? Justin Lewis, was that his name? He's on Marquette. Who was I thinking of? Justin Moore? What's that Yeah, guy? yeah Justin Moore. Um, Jermaine Samuels? Jermaine Samuels is very good as well. He's got some range in him. Shout out to Franklin Mass. Um, yeah, I, I think that Villanova's got a, a very good chance of making a solid run. Um... I, I do like the, the South region. Uh, we're going to talk into what regions we like the most later. But I, I think Villanova is just too talented for Delaware. Um, I don't want to give away anything. <laughs> but I, I think that Villanova is better. Yeah. Anything can happen. Villanova's better. Yeah, the thing with Delaware is they do have some good guards. And if this was another opponent, maybe it would have been a closer game. But Jameer Nelson's son... Probably the best player on the team, one of the best players on the team. So you know Jameer Nelson will be there, but he might not be there for long. Well, he won't be playing. Yeah, but this it's Villanova. I mean, it's a two fifteen. Usually it doesn't happen a lot, and most likely it won't be happening. The culture no Oral Roberts. The culture is strong in Villanova, and it's been strong for a long time. I guess we got to finish with the black, Jake, right? No, we have red. Is it black? Oh, yeah, red. Red. So this is the region, the Midwest region. What's this region called? You want to know? Yeah. It's called the region of vulnerability. Interesting. It kind of makes sense if you think about it. You got to write pretty hard with this one. In my opinion, in a lot of people's opinions, this is the weakest region of the four. I don't know what I was doing there. What? Kansas? You forgot the S? I put two S's in the middle. So we get Kansas against the winner of the game that's on TV right now. But we already talked about this a lot. I mean, Kansas is playing good lately. 
And I'll say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If Kansas can get Remy Martin playing like he was playing at Arizona State, this Jayhawks team has a chance to go really far. Remy Martin's very good. I mean, you didn't, even, you didn't even mention uh, Abaji. Yeah, I know. Because you can know, drop you, like 30 you know any, on anybody. You know what you're going to get out of Abaji. Talk about the will a player get over 35. Abaji has a great chance. Yeah, Abaji's one of them. But when I think about these games, I'm like the 116 games, a lot probably won't even be playing a ton of it. Said be such a blow. Maybe they'll bury him. Maybe they'll have 25 in the first half. And then just need 10 more or 11 more. Yeah. But yeah, from Texas Southern and Texas A&M Corpus Christi, we're already off to a crazy tournament. It's a one-point game with 14.50 left. But yeah, Kansas... Yeah, that's a wild game right there. Kansas shouldn't struggle with either one of these mother friggers. But let's get to 8 versus 9. One of the teams that me and Jake have seen. And oh. one of them we definitely haven't seen. 8 San Diego State, right? Um, yeah. You nervous? About this game? Yeah. I think this is a very interesting game. I, yeah, I, I I'm like I'm like kind of swayed by the game I went to, Providence Creighton, and Creighton just looked like they had no business being on the court. Um it looked like they didn't even belong in Division One basketball, to be completely honest. But since then they've played incredible. And San Diego State has also played very well down the stretch. So it's it's another battle of hot teams. Personally, I think Creighton is seeded based on how they were the whole year, and their team is not that anymore. And I think San Diego State probably could have been a higher seed. I think eight was probably the lowest they could have been. Um, and and I think that a seven or a six wouldn't have been unreasonable. So I don't know which way it's going to go because both are very hot, but San Diego State seems like the more complete team at the moment. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Creighton continue their momentum. I mean, they've been playing good basketball. Obviously, like Jake said, a lot of it was with Nemhard. He's not there anymore. And now Alexander's the point guard. The thing to me is San Diego State's guards are better. Creighton's bigs are better. The Ryans are going to cause problems for San Diego State. And I think Matt Bradley in the backcourt for San Diego State could cause problems with Creighton, especially with Alexander, with Alexander the starter. The, the advantage for me in the Creighton department is Nemhard was a very small point guard. Now enter this Alexander freshman kid. He has a lot of height. He's much bigger. Could be more of a shooting guard type. And I think his height could cause major problems for the backcourt of San Diego State. So I, I don't know. It could go either way. San Diego State's defense is tough. Kind of like Providence a little bit. And you know what happened when Creighton played Providence. This game is a tough game to pick. Definitely. Most certainly. Next up, we got one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in the country. Playing Cap against... marker, bro. Playing against the team that just won the Atlantic 10 tournament. We got, we got Spiders and we got Hawkeyes. One of my favorite teams of the regular season, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa, I mean, they just gave it to Purdue the other day. Richmond's playing really well lately. Like I said, Richmond's a team that has four super seniors. You know what that means, Jake? Fifth year. Four fifth-year seniors in the starting lineup. One of them's from Uxbridge, Massachusetts. Ooh. One of them's Grant Golden. The other one's... Jacob Gilliard, and the other one might be Nathan Kayo. You know or where? Nick you know what town Uxbridge is next to? Where? Amherst. Douglas. What's Douglas? Douglas. Is it really? Douglas? Yeah. Nice. Fun fact. Fun fact. But yeah. So when Jake's watching Richmond, he's gonna <laughs> yeah, be like, "I'm right, right?" Yeah. Jake's gonna be like, "Oh, there's the there's, to go to the, there's the Douglas guy. kid." But yeah, I was <laughs> I was hot right now. Richmond played well. Almost that like Oxford. This is a five twelve game, but it kind of seems like more of a four thirteen game. The way I was playing. What the hell does that mean? Those I, I are, those are so the good. same freaking matchup. No way. Five twelve four four thirteen. 
That they don't win as much. Same shiz. Keegan Murray, by the way, is playing like the best player in the country right now for Iowa. He is. He definitely is. In Iowa, it's all about the family. Whenever Iowa wins, Rothstein says, the family business. You know why? Because there's two sets of twins. The only team with two sets of twins. I wonder how many sets of twins in general there are, but the only team with two sets of twins in the country. You got, <laughs> you got the McCaffreys and their dad as coach, and you got... Don't, don't just think Chris Murray is nothing. Because Keegan Murray is like one of the best players in all college basketball right now. His brother can shoot. And he's a lefty. Yeah. Keegan Hard Mar- to defend lefties. Keegan Murray's turned himself into a lottery pick, in my opinion, the way he's playing right oh, now. Oh, no doubt. I think he's top 10. But he's looking good. But like I said, it's Keegan Murray against four super seniors. Which way will it go? Jake's not telling you. Won't do it. Next up, we got the Friartown guys. This is my number three game to watch of the first round. Very good game. Providence Friars. Against South Dakota State, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a real battle. Providence is senior led. They've got a lot of great players, a lot of experience, but they're going up against probably the hottest team in all of college basketball. Definitely the team with the longest win streak. Twenty one straight games, eighteen and zero in their conference. It's legit. This um, team's tough. <laughs> and you know who else they're going up against? My dark horse player from week 80 all the balls, Baylor Skyerman. Remember him? Baylor Skyerman. Remember him? The guy with like the headband that you said looked like crazy? He leads South Dakota State. This team doesn't lose. Providence. What did he look like? Huh? You don't remember? Like a like a grocery store attendant. Yeah, he looked like Shaw's. But yeah, they don't they don't lose. They really don't. We're not who's let me look at the comments real quick. What? You're gonna get mad at Bridget. Thanks. Thanks, Bridget. Bridget says, my prediction is Duke. Not a bad pick, Bridget. But we shall see. But we're talking about the Friars right now and the Jackrabbits. Now, yeah, we get South Dakota State-Providence. Should be a fun matchup. I mean, like Jake said, South Dakota State don't lose. Providence really didn't lose during the regular season until things got a little... They had like if, three losses for most of the yeah, year. Yeah, things were getting a little... Ooh, first round's in Bridgeport for the women's. But things were getting Yay. things were getting I a little hope, iffy. I hope, late. I hope no one gets shot. That is a, that is the murder capital. Yeah, seriously. But um, I've been there. This is a great game, Jake. Bad it's not experience. one of my it's not one of my top five games. But South Dakota State is dangerous. I said to Jeff Goodman the other day. I said, "What team, thirteen seed or higher, could pull an upset or is most likely to he pull an upset South in the Dakota first State. round?" He tweeted back at me, "South Dakota State." And if I'm Providence, I'd be a little nervous. But I'm not telling you who I'm picking. Jake is up next. We got four games to go. Six versus an 11 right here. Two-point game. Here comes Princeton. This is a good game, too. LSU, Iowa State, a couple teams that really... Uh, this is Tyle Cruz's favorite team, Iowa State. Why is that? The Cyclones. <laughs> Move your body like a cyclone. That was not Tyle Cruz. It wasn't him? No, that's... Um, Sean Kingston? No. That's... Um, are you sure that wasn't Tyler Cruz? I want to say it was like... Baby Bash? Like gen- yeah, it's Baby Bash. It is Baby Bash. I, think Ty- I almost said Genuine. I think Tyler Cruz is in the song, though. But, yeah. LSU-Iowa State. It's not one of my favorite games of the first round. But honestly, when Xavier Pinson is playing like Xavier Pinson in the backcourt, I think this LSU team could go places. I'm just saying that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at, at, the same time, tough. at the same time, Iowa State is a lanky team. They play good defense. They can step it up and beat just about anybody. They had a good run in the conference tournament. I don't know which way that game's going. You really don't? No, I do not. 
Yeah, I was. Well, I mean, I'll tell you, I picked one of them to win, but I won't tell you which one. Uh, yeah, Iowa State's Iowa State's good. Irving has four, Kyrie Irving has forty one points at halftime right now. Holy crap, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, and three steals, career high. Should have put everything on that. Okay, yeah, um, my dad's my dad's like going nuts over here. But yeah, we got we get LSU Iowa State. He's gonna get eighty. LSU has some very good bigs, Jake. I don't know if you know, but they have some very good bigs. The Cyclones depend. I know on, they don't have uh, Cam Thomas. The Cyclones depend on Isaiah Brockington, the transfer from Penn State, and he can be very good as well. But that's a good game. Up next, we got the toothpaste coming up. Yeah, Colgate playing a very interesting team, Wisconsin, that I think a lot of people are are not giving a lot of hype. I think that they're they're a very unexciting team, but they are top like thirty in. Basically every in net stat, rate in, in every stat, both sides of the ball, they got experience. It's a team that is built to make a solid run, and I like Colgate. I think they're a solid team. I think of you know of the smaller conferences, Colgate knows how to how to step it up and, and put a lot of points on the board. They could win, but I think Wisconsin is is one of the legit teams in this tournament. Yeah, I think both these teams are a little bit undervalued. Like Jake said, Wisconsin is a little bit too because. Johnny Davis hasn't been himself lately, and he's he, at one point he was one of the best players in the land. He still is. First team All-American, for crying out loud. But when he got him and Brad Davis and his sidekick are playing well, those guards can be better than any guards Whoa. in the country. And then when you look at Colgate, Jake, four of their five starters are seniors. Mm-hmm. This is a Colgate team that's been in the tournament before. Yep. Seems like they always win this, this Patriot League. And oh, it, yeah, it's, definitely. It's not going to be a blowout. I'm not, I'm not going to th- I don't think Wisconsin is going to completely blow out I don't Colgate. think Wisconsin really buries a lot of teams. I think Colgate's a team that can stay in it. They keep it low. They've stayed in it this season with a lot of their games in the Patriot League, and they're a team with a lot of experience. So watch out for this game. Up next is my favorite game of the first round that Jacob gets to write. Wow. You get to talk about it. We got Trojans. Use protection against Hurricanes. We get USC against Miami. This is a great game. I really, this is the one game in the. I'd say this is the game in the first round. I think this is why I put it as my favorite game that I I could not really decide on. Really, I still haven't decided on it. You got great bigs on one side. You got great guards on the other side. I think for Miami to beat USC, Mobley's a huge nightmare matchup problem. Miami does not have really too much size up front. Mobley and Akapaka Pogo or whatever, whatever his name is, and Chivas Goodwin. USC's lineup is very, very tall. I like Isaiah Mobley a lot. And Miami does, I don't think Miami's going to have an answer for him. But then again, I think Miami's guards are very good compared to USC's. USC's guards are good, but they play guards like Boogie Ellis and Drew Peterson that are very tall. Yeah. It's height on one side and good guards on the other side. And an ACC team that's been very good. And a Pac-12 team that's been very good. This is the one game that I really still have not decided on that well. I'm leaning one way, I'd say 51% to 49%. But again, as you can tell, oh, I think it's... What kind of math is that? I think it's going to be very close. 51? That, you're that serious? Yeah, I think... Okay. Do the last game for us. What do you think about Miami and USA? You think it's going to be... I don't love the game. Jake's um, convinced about it. I definitely am. Um, I think one team is significantly better than the other. I think one team was super hot at one point in the year. Um... They've, they've cooled down a little, but one team really hasn't shown me much all season. Yeah, I know who Jake's picking. Okay. All right. I, yeah, you should. I just made it pretty clear. Final game of the first round, Auburn and Jacksonville State. Jake, what do you got? 
to say about Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers? I got something to say about Jacksonville State. That they shouldn't be in it. They shouldn't be in this tournament. They absolutely should not be in this tournament. Um, I think that the the four-year rule, unless someone can give me a clear-cut reason as to why you shouldn't be in the tournament in the first four years of play, which doesn't make sense to me. Good for you if you play that well early on. Um, you sh- they should be there. Uh, Bellamere. Bellamere should be in this game. Um, and then on top of that, it's not like they played Jacksonville State in their championship game. Uh, why wouldn't it just go to the team that came in second in the conference? Like, I get that Jacksonville State had the best record in the conference. They won the regular season championship. Um, but shouldn't you reward the team that, you know, got to the championship game if you're not going to give it to the champion? So, to me, this is the third team in a weak conference that belongs in this game, and they have absolutely no chance of beating Auburn. Good night. Yeah, I completely agree. This team shouldn't be in the tournament. It's a stupid rule, in my opinion, just because you transfer from another division. But don't you think who was it? I think it was Jacksonville, right, that played them? Yeah, Jacksonville won. They beat Jacksonville State. No, no, I'm saying Jacksonville played Bellamere. Yeah, in the championship. So shouldn't Jacksonville be in this game if you're going to enforce that rule? But they went with a team that had the best record or whatever. Jacksonville State shouldn't be in the tournament either way. And it should be, it should be the team that wins the conference tournament, which it wasn't them. And now, either way, nobody was going to beat Auburn either way. But now you get to face Auburn. And, I mean, this is a game that Auburn's guards have been really, really inconsistent lately. And it's just a game you got to get back on track if you're Auburn. You're going to have much higher competition later in the tournament. You just want to make sure you're right in this game and actually playing well because you got a tough task ahead of you if you want to go far. Completely agree. So that's the first round. We'll fill in the other four teams once we know them. We'll be able to fill in two of them at the end of the night. Right now, Texas A&M Corpus Christi is up four oh on Texas God. Southern. The guy can lift his legs enough when he shoots? Yeah, 55-51, Corpus Christi. Still 8.50 to go, but... Looks like there could be a Corpus Christi no in way. the tournament. We'll see what Texas Southern can do. All right, Jake, the regions. Yep. From four to one. I don't know if you agree with me, but I think ranking, by far. Ranking the regions? I think by far the Midwest is the worst of the four. Who's that? Bottom right, Kansas's region. Kansas, Auburn, Wisconsin, Providence, and Iowa. I, I got to think about this. It's, it's kind of skinny at the top with the three fours being Wisconsin and Providence. Compared to the other ones, this is by far All right, the I, worst. I'm region. with you. I agree with you. It's the, it's the worst. I've ranked them in my mind. So you're saying that is the worst. Yeah. Midwest. Just because you look at, you look at the top of Wisconsin. Prom- That's the East. I think the East is the third best. Yeah, that's what I said too. Okay. Third best. You got Baylor. You got Kentucky. You got Purdue. UCLA. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I I think that's... Wait, I didn't mean to do that. I think that's the second best region. I'm sorry. I think the third best region is the South. Is it the South? I'm going Midwest 4. Yep. And then the the third best region is... It's tough. It's really tough. Okay, my four to one. The East is the best. Midwest... East is the best. Midwest, South, East, West. I'm going Midwest, South, West, East. Really? Yeah. I disagree. I mean, you got Gonzaga. I, Gonzaga you and got Duke Gonzaga the and Duke. Their three seed is... Um, Texas Tech. Which I think is pretty weak. But Arkansas is a very solid team. I think UConn is good. 
we talked about Boise State and Memphis. They're both pretty solid teams. They have Michigan State, who could be good. They have Alabama, who we said could be any team in, in the tournament. I just don't like Texas Tech. I know you don't. But I, I can see why you'd go with the East. I just think the Baylor is a weaker one seed than pretty much everywhere else. And then the guys 8 and 9, North um, Carolina and Marquette, those guys are tough. Those, they those are. are tough. They are. And St. Mary's is good. I think UCLA is very good. I think the Purdue is East very good. Kind of Kentucky's very good. That I think the left side of the bracket is is where you're where you're getting the the legit. All three, battle. I think all three are definitely like better. that. Final four game could be better than the championship. Like I, I don't know if it will be, but it could. Be. So what's your best on first round matchup? Mind USC Miami. My number one, I said Boise State and Memphis. It was the second game we talked about tonight. I, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride. I mean, we got a lot of games left. Hopefully Texas Southern can win this one. But we'll get to more of the other stuff next week. Like, we'll obviously break down a lot of the games that already happened. But there's been a lot of NFL movement going on today. I mean, a crazy amount. There's been a lot of Patriots stuff. Well, not really a lot of Patriots Jack transactions. Mason. But they're getting rid of a lot of guys. They're bringing back a lot of their veteran guys. We'll talk about all that stuff. But Jake, Bring in Bobby Wagner. Yeah. I, I, actually, that'd be good. You got any, they um, could. You got any other stuff on the tournament? Not at this time. NIT? I'm taking... Vanderbilt. I'm taking Florida... To win the NIT over Oregon in the finals. I'm going to take Vanderbilt. See how I'm doing this right now. I'm going to take Vanderbilt to win the tournament over Wake Forest. Really? Yes. So Jake, Jake likes Wake Forest. But I'm taking, yeah, I'm taking Florida. We'll see. And watch out for SMU. SMU is good. The NIT is more loaded than in years past just because I feel like it was a deeper field this year and obviously... Not everyone can make the NCAA well, tournament. I mean, that's how it goes when, you know, Virginia Tech is winning a conference and, and Richmond. You get the bid, the bid stealers are here because you know why? Because it's March. That's why. That's right. But, yeah, we'll go over all this stuff next week and all these other games. Jake, thanks for, uh, thanks for writing. I wrote? Oh, yeah, I wrote some things. But yeah, that's week 81. We'll talk to you next week for week 82 of the show. See ya.